Hey everyone, it's Aaliyah Henry, and you're listening to The Aaliyah Henry Show. Expect to hear insightful interviews and panel discussions covering community, entrepreneurship, health, and women's empowerment. Don't miss out. Keep listening. The Aaliyah Henry Show is up next. Thank you to our sponsors, The Henry Group and The Christopher Quinn Group. Hi, and welcome to The Aaliyah Henry Show. Uh, This is Elton Taylor, um, guest hosting with, of course, Aaliyah here for another fireside chat as we continue uh, our discussion on her journey in entrepreneurship. You know, we've learned a lot from Aaliyah over the few episodes where she's just gotten the opportunity to share her story and her experiences. And we're just going to continue to dive a little deeper, get a little bit more insight from her uh, because there's so much to this entrepreneurship situation. <laughs> you know, you kind of jump in uh, and everyone does for, you know, one reason or another, um, they're their reason for becoming an entrepreneur, but learning from you, Aaliyah, has been extremely interesting because we've just gotten to see different things about entrepreneurship that we didn't take into consideration. Um, I know for me personally, I didn't. So, yeah. well, I am. Um, it's it's really great to talk about my story and how this has all evolved. I'm telling you. Um, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I knew it probably in the ninth grade. I remember writing it in my spirit book um, that I would have my own marketing firm and I'd be married with four plus kids. Obviously, all of that didn't happen. I mean, I'm married, but I only got the one kid. But, um, But to see that I wrote that many, many years ago, Um, And now to be in it, it is amazingly um, humbling. And I'm just so excited. I am loving this journey, excited to to celebrate year two as a full entrepreneur. And and now I really want to be able to share uh, the journey, uh, primarily because most of us had spent time in the workspace, whether you work corporate, whether you are working uh, nonprofit. Um, and so once you decide to, to leave and take that leap, there's so many things that you have to consider. And I'm really glad that I, that I took the time, I did the research, I went back to school, all of those things that really I feel now is giving me the opportunity to do the business, work the business, and at some point I'll be able to, you know, work on it more and hopefully bring in everyone else to to, to help elevate the company, but then elevate others as well. Awesomeness. So in, in you mentioned about taking the leap and and, and jumping into entrepreneurship. How did you know that you were ready? I mean, you, you, you talked about 
going back to school and doing different things, but and it seems like so much. And I know that there are people who are listening who are probably in that same boat and they are either whether they're transitioning from a corporate job or a nonprofit job or even maybe a stay at home parent who's deciding, you know, now the kids are in school and whatnot. I want to do something for me. How, you know, tell us, how did you know you were ready and help us figure out if we're ready? <laughs> you know, the funny part is, is that I wasn't really sure I was ready for the actual long haul business. Like I, I knew, like, I don't know if you know, like, hey, if you're ready, but I do think you have to know if you're ready to take a leap of faith and ready to take a risk. Because that's really where the fear was for me, mm. is being able to take that risk and not know if it would work. And so you have to be ready to do that part. That's okay. where I think it, it comes. Um, because what, what I found is that all those things that I initially started with, mm -hmm. they've since, some of them have changed. Okay. So... I was ready to do A, B, C. But then in year one, I realized, oh, I don't like C. <laughs> so I'm going to just do A, B, and I'm going to add, you know, D, F, and H. Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of thing. So that's the part. But that initial just push is what you got to be ready for. Are you ready to get pushed over that cliff right. and, and not know what's up underneath it? Because that's what the entrepreneurship journey is all about, is that you never really know what's coming. Um, I will say, yes, I prepared myself. I talked to other individuals that had taken an entrepreneurial uh, step. I talked to a couple of people that it didn't work well for, mm. and they went back to work. Um, and, I, and I say back to work, both sides are work, either way. But they went back into something that was more traditional. They knew mm -hmm. what their tasks were. They were under an umbrella where, you know, they knew exactly where they were going to get their checks. And they were comfortable with that. And there's nothing, nothing wrong with working for our big corporations, our smaller corporations, our startups. There's nothing wrong with any of that. I think that the entrepreneurial journey for me was a part of me knowing that I had a lot of skill sets. Um, I wanted more flexibility with my time. I wanted to be able to continue to be very um, involved in my son's life mm -hmm. um, as it relates to being present and participating in all of the fun journeys that he is getting ready to do. Um, and I just knew that I wouldn't be able to quite do that um, underneath possibility of working for a, a large company, right. a large nonprofit, a small nonprofit, where you really cannot define what you're going to do on a week to week basis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And literally that's where so many people are because especially the ones who want the freedom, they want the flexibility, they want to be more present um, as parents. And it's just so hard, you know, in that traditional job situation to be able to be in both places. And so they're 
asking themselves these questions. Uh, and like I said, I'm sure there are people listening. They're, they're going through all of that in their minds right now as they're listening and trying to figure out, can I do this? Am I willing to take this leap of faith? And uh, and of course, in your situation, you clearly took the leap of faith. And... I did. <laughs> I struggled with it, though. I really did. I, I struggled with the fact of, could I push myself to get my own business? Because mm-hmm. that's what it's all about. It's when you work for someone else, if you work for Target, folks are coming through the door every day. I'm one of those people. <laughs> you know, I don't walk out of Target without spending $50. Uh-huh. I'm one of those people that I know I need that service. Mm-hmm. When you work for yourself, you've got to define what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. You've got to be able to deliver. You've got to be able to handle all of the... Um, you know, criticisms, uh, extra tasks. Nope, we don't want to do it this week. We need, we need to do it this way. Can you mm-hmm. rechange what you've already done? All of yeah. that stuff. It, and it doesn't belong to anybody else now but you. Right. So that's the, that's the piece. The other part of it is that Target has this, you know, and I, and I say Target because I love Target. I'm not sponsored by them yet. However, um, I do love them. And so, you know, when you think about Target, they know who their target audience is based on the products that they have, based on sales, who they're going to get in the doors this week, whether it's a baby sale or whether it's a spring clothing Mm -hmm. sale. They know that. And so as an entrepreneur, you've got to be able to identify what is going to be your target audience, what's going to be your key service, how are you going to get them in the door, and so that's the hard part as an entrepreneur because you have to get your own business. You have to then be responsible for keeping that client, uh, good customer service, bad customer service. All of those things are in play to where if you work for someone else, it's, it's, it's already there and you're putting it in place. And so um, I'll just say I've just been I've had a lot of fun um, with it just excited about all the people that have been on this journey such as yourself with me um are looking at our interns that have worked with us and our other contract workers that have worked on projects with the henry group has just been incredible so i I really could not ask for a better two-year startup like i mean i still (laughs) feel like i'm starting up um But I want to talk about some of those things that really helped us to be efficient. Right. And one of those things was that I I went and sat down and talked to a CPA who was referred to me. Mm -hmm. And we, we just had some dialogue on what it is, how I was going to run the business when I got it up and going. And... I went to him a few months before and so that I could sit down and identify and I'm in his office and I pull up my laptop and I'm writing, you know, notes down and, and got my spreadsheet together. And so he was really clear on some yeah. of the things that he wanted me to make sure that I focused on of course. Um, getting software uh, to uh, whether it was QuickBooks or Zero, and I actually chose Zero. Um, you know, really, we we identified what financials we would look at every month, our operational costs. We created, you know, a mock budget 
so that I could see how I would operate, you know, what kinds of things am I going to spend mm-hmm. for my first year in business where I didn't, I, I knew I had to do it, but I was like, oh yeah, I didn't really think about that. So it was even really coming out of the gate, even with the small expense budget yeah. of what I needed. And then he even went as far as backing me up and saying, okay, what are the things that you already have and you already own? Those are going to be your assets, you know, your laptop, your printer, your, uh, your desktop computer, all of mm-hmm. these things, speakers, headphones, all of this. And so, and one of the things that was really cool is that I didn't have to go out and buy, start again. So, right. you know, he really helped me to sit down and look at some of those things. And I don't know, he probably did more than what, you know, that <laughs> initial CPA, you know, really sits down and, and tells you and, and really wants you mm-hmm. to be ready for and um, I hired him. I love him. He now does, you know, our, our, our personal uh, taxes and our business taxes. But he really helped me to get prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I went back to him, you know, I had all these things set up yeah. and in place and, um, and, and really was ready to go. Um, I used other uh, products such as Square so that I could quickly make sure I could take payments if I needed to, Um, you know, not any of the other quick apps that are out there, but really setting it up with my business account. Mm -hmm. Nothing, you know, like the change of hands unless you're handing us a check, you know, or cash for your service. And so, um, and then the same thing with things like, you know, creating your miles, you know, in the old days, Mm -hmm. we were writing our mileage down in the mileage book. Mm -hmm. And now there's really great apps to utilize that to keep all of your um, business and personal uh, miles designated. And so all of these things that I was able to really get set up and prepared prior to me starting really helped us um, throughout And then the other thing in terms of looking at my financials each month, you know, setting aside time to see exactly where I was, Mm -hmm. um, looking at the revenue, looking at the operational costs, looking at um, things that, you know, were kind of miscellaneous that I, you know, that came up um, or that we decided to do in that year. We we hadn't, you know, prior plan for it. Um, and things like that. And so it is helping me to stay um, better focused and better aligned with me running my business as a business, not a hobby, not a side hustle, not I'm in this for just to see if it'll if it'll work. No, mm-hmm. I'm in this for the long haul. Like mm-hmm. this is what I'm here to do and I'm, I'm going to do everything that I've got to do um, to make sure that I can run the business well, uh, whether it's myself or whether it's the full team, and really be able to understand what it's going to take as we grow. Um, also, having a business coach is helping as well tremendously, being able to have that person to help guide me in uh, some of those decisions, um, whether or not I would hire employees, whether or not I uh, you know, would stay with contract workers. Mm-hmm. All of those things really affect 
you know, your bottom line in your business. Right. And so, um, you know, what type of business are you going to do, your services, things like that. And really just keeping me accountable. So mm -hmm. the business coaches really helped with that as well. And so I would say, you know, I am training for the marathon. I'm not training for, I'm not sprinting here. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm really all about how do I, and I'm okay. Like mm -hmm. I'm okay with just taking it a little at a time, mm -hmm. you know, because I know that I've got a plan. Right. And so there are those months that you do really, really well. And then there's those months that you're like, oh, I'm a little under. So I got to, what do I need to do? Mm -hmm. um, the other thing is, is really it's helped me to identify my peak months mm -hmm. and times. So, you know, really the planning process of it has been great. But I would say that those things that, um, you know, really pertaining to the, the, the hardcore shell of the business and how you operate um, has really helped uh, me grow as a business owner and helped me feel really proud about being able to, whether it's getting the taxes paid and not having mm -hmm. to worry about scrambling because I didn't have enough, none of that. I mean, it really, I ran it as a business. You know, I pay mm -hmm. myself. You know, that's the other thing. Mm -hmm. I hear all these stories about, oh, you can't pay yourself if you're running a business. I'm like, I've never heard of that. So am I going to work every day and then I'm not going to pay myself? Right. So, you know, even understanding how much to pay yourself and then how much you need to put away mm -hmm. so that when tax time comes, you're ready to pay your tax yeah. taxes and making sure you're putting away a little bit more for those incidentals, anything that happens. Mm -hmm. And so none of that would have happened for me if it wasn't for me pre-planning, sitting down with the CPA and really aligning what needed to happen before I started. Yeah. And I think that's that's so key because you, you brought up several great points, but the one that really stands out to me here is just that difference between a business and a side hustle. And the thing is, and there's nothing wrong with the, the side hustle. It's just no, a matter of no, knowing what your you know what your direction is because for someone it may not necessarily be the long haul situation sure. they're just like you know oh well i need to just bring in an extra 500 or a thousand dollars a month yeah. you know and that's it i'm not trying to leave my job i'm not trying yeah. to you know start a whole new enterprise or anything like that it's yeah. just i need some extra money and if you run that type of operation differently than you would a business but a lot of times because we get so caught up in service delivery and product delivery we don't think about that infrastructure we just go straight into sure. this is how I'm gonna make the money sure. um, and, so, and I was there years ago I mean mm -hmm. I used to have a purse business <laughs> I did Mary Kay I had a gift basket business I had all these things that were kind of like that side hustle mm -hmm. and I will tell you they didn't fulfill me, mm -hmm. but I think they did not fulfill me because I did not set it up as a business. Like mm -hmm. I, I had them set up as businesses, but I did not treat them as a business mm -hmm. the way that you really treat. I mean, you might say, okay. oh, here, I got it under an LSC, but then you're not pushing the work every month. You're not looking for sales every month. You're not 
um, tracking everything like you should and some things you do and some things you don't. I feel like I just looked at those as more side hustles, not mm -hmm. as a business. And so I knew that um, the next time when I was ready to really come out the gate, um, that it would be done well yeah. and right. Because at this point, that's it. I wasn't turning back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was almost like it was like several phases of readiness if you yeah. will because it was like you had to go through the mindset shift of okay this is not another side hustle yeah. you know venture i'm starting a business so you know my mind has to shift to that mode um because this requires more um more hand-holding, more attention mm -hmm. to detail, more strategy, and really being focused on this is what is not just necessary, but this is also the best practice that is going to keep me in this race yeah. for the long term versus, you know, in this month and then out three, four, five months from exactly. now. Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. The other thing that I'll share is that it had been a long time for me receiving my bachelor's degree. And then of course I went and got some certifications, mm -hmm. but it was really important for me to go back to school, to get my master's in business um, for, for a couple of reasons. You know, business has changed mm -hmm. and understanding those nuances, you know, you're never gonna learn everything right. overnight, but it really helped me to see what, what business practices are doing now even the law aspect of it, you know, how your business, yeah. you know, could possibly get sued and all of those things. So the educational piece for me and going back to school to really understand um, how I was going to do it, just the strategy um, was, was a part that I really kind of uh, sunk my teeth into that and also mm -hmm. marketing. I loved those two key areas in graduate school and so those were those have been really the things that are in my service model that I'm just like sinking my teeth in and mm -hmm. I'm loving it and so really being able to go back and have that experience and get that educational knowledge underneath my belt there's oftentimes I'll go back into my box um and I've got a few boxes of grad school stuff that has papers in it and then some stuff I kept, you know, on Dropbox. And so there's sometimes I'll remember, oh, I think we, we, we read a case study on that or something. And I'll go back and look at it or I want to formulate a training and I want to go back and, and read something that I reflected on in class. And so that experience for me also has been really um, just a game changer. As mm -hmm. I've, uh, you know, over these last two years, absolutely. You know, and, and even as you you shared about getting the structure in place, and you know, figuring out what your operational costs were going to be, and um, how it was like, how I guess what approach did you take? Because you know, in budgeting for your operational costs, you know, that pretty much sets the tone for what type of revenue you have to bring in, you know? And so how did you, you know, reason within, okay, this is how much I'm looking to spend on my operations. And so what am I going to do specifically 
to bring in that revenue to not only meet those expenses, but then, of course, you know, be able to turn a profit. So one of the things that I did is kind of like an activity that I work with with some of the individuals that I coach if they're working on a business model. But I actually create a service model offering (laughs) on like this big spreadsheet. Right. And I look at what are the things in my business that I am going to offer. And um, part of looking at that, is it just one offer? Is it multiple offers? Um, is it multiple offers where I'm going to have people assisting, um, on those offers? Because of course that takes a different turn. You know, Mm -hmm. obviously if you have four people on a project, it's probably going to be a larger project. Or if it's a project that it's going out to one or two people, same thing. So I kind of looked at the services, um, and kind of put them into categories and looked at what business I already had. Um, because the, the key thing is, is that you have to figure out who your target audience is. Where are you going to now go get the business from? I was very, I don't want to say lucky, because I don't know if there's luck in anything. Um, but I had an opportunity that I really built a lot of key relationships many years ago. So when I launched the business, there were people that immediately reached out to me and said, hey, we'd love to talk to you about a project mm-hmm. or a consulting um, event or whatever it was. And so um, I, I count that for having just really strong relationships or working on projects or an event or something with someone else, a committee where right. people knew the work that you did. And so that was kind of like something else. So taking a look at all the service model offerings that I would prepare, um, looking at where the relationships are, where I was going to get referrals from, who was going to be my target audience, and then looking to see once I started working with a client, how could I convert that client after I'd been with them six months, nine months, or a year. Okay. Could I offer that same client additional services based on the work that I was able to do? Okay. So for me, really identifying that key service model, looking at what my goal was, financial goal for the year would be, and basically breaking it up. Okay. So, um, and figuring out how many services do you need to have in order to make X, Y, Z. I think the operational budget came um, pretty easy. I immediately knew I did not want a co-working space Mm -hmm. because I already had an office at home. So what I would have spent on an exterior office, I already had one. Mm -hmm. So the one couple of things that I, even though a co-working space looked really great, It, it didn't make financial sense in the first part of my business because I might have spent five grand on a co-working Ooh. space yeah. or spend zero. <laughs> and, and not zero because I would have other products such as, of course. you know, you've got your supplies and, um, you know, all of those other things, phone, all, all, phone, fax, all that stuff. You know, you've got those things that you have to have. But... 
I think it was also trying to be a little bit frugal in the beginning. Um, I'm still year two, two and a half, um, you know, two and a half from when I really started, but two, two years from when I started on my own. Um, and one of the things that was really interesting is that it's okay to be frugal in, in those early years. Who says you need to have like the best website? Mm -hmm. Yes, you have to have a presence. You have to have a brand. Um, you have to have a logo and all of that. Right. Um, but initially, I did not spend, you know, $800. I had bids for like $800, $1,000 on logos. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I spent $35 on the Henry Group's logo. Mm-hmm. I absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. And I built it myself. Mm-hmm. So here's the deal, because I felt like, well... I didn't want to fall too much in love with it because it was new and mm-hmm. I wanted to have an opportunity to be agile because if it, if something came to me within these years and I'm, and I'm, and I'm actually thinking about it now this year, you know, there might be some changes in 2021. Mm-hmm. And if so, did I really want to be married to like this really expensive logo mm-hmm. or do I want to have an opportunity to recreate it later mm-hmm. when I really get out the gate because I hadn't right. made any money yet. Exactly. So, so I think really having that mindset of being really true to yourself, mm-hmm. um, you know, focusing on what you can do, learning your craft um, the first couple of years and being okay with, with making some changes if you mm-hmm. need to here and there. Oh, this didn't really work. So eh, I won't do that next quarter. I think I'm going to add this. Those are the things that have really been a key success for myself, the Henry Group, and uh, the Aaliyah Henry Show. Um, I'm just, I'm so pleased. I'm excited. I'm in a really good space. Um, I'm not, I haven't met the, the major goal that I'd like to make, but I'll get there. And I'm okay with that. Because um, at the end of the day, it is all about just being happy and being able to have the the flexibility, the time with my family and my friends, and um, really just enjoying life, and and that's kind of kind of where I'm at right now. And I think that's what really makes the journey in entrepreneurship so rewarding is you know to to hear you speak of it in this manner. It um, it. Is, is stirring you know it brings a very hopeful outlook to it yes it's a lot of work yes you're gonna have to do some things that you've never had to do before you you know like i said you had to learn so much you know just from the infrastructure standpoint before you even got to products and service offerings and all that kind of stuff to just get a stable foundation set up for the long haul but the journey and everything that comes with it is so well worth experiencing you know I, I think that's the part that really resonates with people and um, and hopefully those of you who are listening uh, it's resonating with you as well because again you know entrepreneurship is part of the American dream Yes, it is. And I'm excited. I'm excited to be on this journey. I'm excited to be on this um, 
the ride with my family and my friends and um, it's, it's just been great. I look forward to, to seeing what's what's next. And um, we're, you know, 2020 is off to a great start. And I'm excited. I'm really excited. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Leah, for sharing with us once again um, about your journey in entrepreneurship. And of course, thank all of you for listening uh, to this episode of The Aaliyah Henry Show. Definitely uh, share it. You know, leave your comments and feedback. Aaliyah is always, you know, excited to hear from those of you who are listening um, because you help us make the show even better. And um, until next time, Elton Taylor here, guest hosting uh, for Aaliyah Henry on the Aaliyah Henry Show. Thanks, everybody. I appreciate all of you. Take care and remember to keep shining. Thank you for listening to The Aaliyah Henry Show. Remember, be bold enough to use your voice, brave enough to listen to your heart, and strong enough to live the life you've always imagined. See you next time.